In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. everyone and welcome to Doing Good. And I'm so excited to have on the podcast today, Bridget and Jason Shammy. They are the owners and founders of Sexy Modest Clothing Boutique. They have four daughters together. They co-host the Modest Shoppin' Movement podcast and their Instagram is also Modest Shoppin', where they empower women to live their true lives and reach their fullest potentials. When Bridget is not designing all the clothing clothing pieces in the Bridget Brianna collection, she enjoys spending time with her family, hiking, and being a light to those around her. Jason runs the day-to-day operations of their multiple business entities and has a gift for making the people around him smile and laugh. You guys, thank you so much for taking the time to come on Doing Good today. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Well, and I just... I just found out right before this podcast that you guys are really good friends with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. And so it's a small world and that's awesome that you guys know someone in my family so well. It makes me like you even more. It's such a small world. It really really is. Yeah, I know. It is creepy. It really is. And so tell me a little bit about the Sexy Modest Boutique and Modest Shopping. Did you always want to do... A clothing boutique, was this something that just was born out of creativity or boredom one day? What got you into the world of women's clothing? So I've always loved fashion and fashion design, and I minored in it in school and college for a little bit. And then I actually moved to Utah and joined the church. I am a convert. I joined when I was 20 and had never heard of the church before. So I had a lot to learn. But I was like, it was kind of at the time when everyone was wearing those like t-shirts under their tank top. Yes, shade shirts and the basics. And I was like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And yeah. so I kept telling Jace, like, I think they can have it all. Like, they can still be super stylish and dress like modest in their standards, but there really wasn't anything available, which is why everybody was like layering. Yes. And so I'm like, I think I can fix this. And as we're like driving, and talking about it. And I'd had sewn up some prototypes, taken them around to boutiques and said, Hey, are you interested in carrying this? Yes. You no know, knocking door to door. And we were talking about it driving in the car. And he's like, well, what do you want to name it? Like, what do you, and I'm like, well, I still want women to like feel sexy and be attracted and like fashionable because a lot of people like their clothing is such an expression of like art and who they are and personality. Yeah. So to feel like, they can't have that like expression. Like they had to choose between like, you know, living their values or like expressing who they felt like they are through like clothing or art. And I'm like, no, they can have it all. And he's like, well, that's it. It's sexy modest. And I'm like, okay. I love it. It's offensive to some people. We have learned that throughout the year. (laughs) Yeah. Some people do. They do say they're like, oh, your name is cringe. I can't. And then they go to the website and they're like, now hold on, hold on. Now I like this stuff. So you guys had a brick and mortar store, didn't you? A while ago. Yeah. We had several brick and mortar. We ended up closing all those down. It was only to stay married, only yeah. because we couldn't handle it. That's it. <laughs> it was wearing on our family. Like I had newborn twins. I was taking them to work with me. Yeah. I'd lock the door to nurse them. Like it was bananas. And I finally was just like, 
and I would be there till like midnight, you know, like my family needs me. And it was so hard, like literally through tears. I was like, this is one of the hardest decisions at this point in my life I've had to make, but I have to my family. So we shut all the stores down, went exclusively online. Uh, And that was great too, because we reached a lot of people online that you don't just with a few stores in Utah. Sure. Yes. So it was great. It was really hard and totally a leap of faith, but we closed all the stores down, went online and it was the best thing for my family. Well, in 2009, I had just had my first son. So he's born in 2008. And in 2009, after it might have even been 2010, because I was done nursing him and I nursed him for way too long because he refused to eat. Anyway, different story for a different day, but I nursed him forever. And I was just like, what is my body even like? I don't even recognize myself. I don't even recognize my body after having a baby. Little did I know how much damage four children could do to your body. But I, after my first, I, my husband's like, I'm going to take you shopping and we're going to get some cute clothes that you feel good in. And I was like, no, I hate everything. Everything's hideous on me. And he's like, so he took me to Sexy Modest. And I spent about $400 and that was so much money. I mean, I remember I'm like, that's our whole paycheck. Like we had nothing. And it it wasn't quite, but I, that's what I felt like. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're spending so much money. We're just like newlyweds with this brand new little baby. And he's like, we're going to, we're going to get you a wardrobe and I got leggings and cute shirts. And I honestly, I'm like, I can't, I can't believe how much my confidence has improved and how much better I feel from wearing clothes that look cute and fit me. And it was, and they were very reasonably priced. So I got a lot for that much. Like they were really reasonably priced. I felt beautiful. I felt like a human again. So your business has blessed me personally and just gaining my confidence back after feeling like I don't even recognize myself anymore. And it's amazing that clothes can do that. It seems so simple and maybe maybe people would think less kind of vain with your but it's not. It it's a real thing that does impact how we feel about ourselves as women is how we look in clothes. I love hearing that. And it's absolutely true. And that I think that's where we do kind of get caught up in maybe the fine line of like where you say it's vain because I've had so many women reach out to me and I tell Jace all the time, I'm like, if more people understood the power women have when they love who they are and they feel confident and comfortable, like world changers. And I feel that. And I see that like, even we designed some temple dresses and I was blown away at the women that reached out over something like they're like, I know this sounds dumb, but I actually started going to the temple again. I feel good when I'm there. I don't feel like I look frumpy or silly. And I'm like, that shows you how powerful when a woman feels good about herself and what she's in. Like, yes, the change that she can make, like, look at how it changed her life and probably generations of her life where she's like, I'm active again. I'm living the life I want to be living and I'm happy and I'm it's actually so powerful. And I wish more people understood that. Well, it's so fun to hear Carmen say that, that she went into the store to do that because my wife, I will tell you, like cute Midwestern girl comes from a place where it's, it's Midwest. It's tank tops and short shorts and yes. And comes out and goes, I, she, she dressed herself to go to church. And for the first couple of times, people were like, you look so cute. You look so put together. Cause she's like, okay, I get, here are the rules. I gotta be modest. I want to, I I feel good when I'm at church. I get what is going on here, but I want everybody to have it all. And they were like, 
if I could just have you dress me, and this is how sexy modest was. This is how it was born. Like, oh, women interesting. Are, like, will you just put it? Just if you would dress me, I could be cute and I could do it all the time. Well, we've been doing that now for a decade plus. It's still what we do today on sexymodest.com. All of the clothes Bridge now designs are on there, and you will be blown out at what she's put together so that the ladies can feel beautiful again. They- they are beautiful. And and I have been on your Instagram and looked at the at the incredible outfits. And even now I'm like, I don't know what's in style. I don't know what people like. Like sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to dress a certain way and I'm, I'm going to look really cute. And then other days I'm like, I'm wearing what I bought at Costco and I don't even care. And so it's nice to be able to go on there and be like, okay, what is cute? And how do I put together an outfit? And And what does look good maybe for my body type? And you do have such a talent for that. And I, and I love that you talk about when women feel good about themselves, when, when you feel good, you can do good. And it's true. And there's, you know, there's obviously a line where you can obsess so much about how you look that you're not thinking about anyone else. But if you get to a point where you're confident, then you honestly forget about yourself. And I'm not worried about, is my stomach hanging over my pants? Is my hair looking weird? Is my makeup melting off? Is my shirt covering everything? Okay. You just forget about yourself and you focus on others. And that is the sweet spot. And that's what I think you found with Modest Shopping is the sweet spot of looking beautiful and looking put together enough that you don't think about yourself. You're not worried about that. And then you can focus on doing good for other people. Yeah. And I there's so much truth to that. Like you, when you love you and who you are and you know what you stand for and you're confident in all of that, like I feel like when your bucket is full like that, that's when you can pour into other people's. Yes. And I think that's really hard to do when yours is empty. And I think there are a lot of women like myself included, like after my first child, like that really does throw you for a loop where you're just like, I don't even know who I am or what I want or even how to talk to adults anymore. Like you kind of go through this like almost midlife crisis of like trying to find yourself again. Sure. And sometimes it can be something so simple of, as being even like, I got up and got ready. I made my bed and I put on this outfit makes me feel good. I'm comfortable. I feel good. I'm dressing like my style and who I am. And then you're like, okay, I can pour into other people. Yeah. And I think it's super powerful that way. It is. And Lisa Wilson, Zach Wilson's mom, her Instagram is life according to Lisa and she's hilarious and I love following her, but she calls it putting on her armor. She's like, you put on your makeup, you get dressed, you make your bed, you make a to-do list. That's your armor for the day. And that's what's going to help you, you know, just feel like a human, feel put together. She's like, it just, it really does make a whole difference in your day if you're put together and, and you feel good about yourself. Oh, Absolutely. So you guys have lots of daughters, four daughters. Is that right? Yeah. So tell me about raising girls and having a business called Mata Shopping with what are your ages of your girls right now? So our oldest is actually turning 17 this week on Friday. We have 12-year-old twins, and then we have a 10-year age gap, and we have a three-year-old. Oh, <laughs> what are we then? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, it's been so fun. And, you know, it's been... Parenting is a challenge, right? You have to sure. kind of just pivot and figure it out, and all your kids are different. They're all different. And I think, honestly before it even comes to how you dress and modesty and all the things, 
is really creating a space in your home where it's a safe place for them. Like they feel comfortable. You can have hard conversations and they know that you have their back and you love them and nothing will change that. In fact, one of my dear friends, Brooke Romney said something at one of our luncheons that has stuck with me forever. And she just said that, you know, there's a point in her life when her son, I think had said to her, like, you only love me when I'm doing the things you want me to do. Or I only feel loved when, you know, like we're proud of them when they do the things we want them to do. Yep. But are we loving them and proud of them when maybe they're not making the decisions we want them to make? And that really yeah. struck home for me because I do think that there's a lot of um, things that we want to guide our kids to do and be and knowing like, okay, if you live this way, not that you won't have trials and hardship because you will, but life is a lot easier when you sure. follow this path. And when they don't follow that path, that they still feel like you're the most important person. Like I love you regardless. And I loved that because I think sometimes we do get caught up in all of this outside stuff and does it matter? Yes, but not more than them feeling loved and like right. they can come home to their safe place and have hard conversations and know that even if maybe they don't agree with us, that we can listen to their opinion and talk them through and just hear their, like they're starting to turn into adults. They need to have a sounding board and yeah. even to be like, it's okay if I think differently than my parents and this is why, and we still love you. Yes. I think it starts there before you even get into, you know, the hard stuff with the clothing and the teenage years and. Right. Well, oh, and, and ours, I'll, I'll just echo that from model shopping over here. Cause I will tell you, we talk a lot about parenting on our podcast and the main thing that we focus on, like some of the best people that help us parent our kids are the terrible parents that are out there. Like when you send your kids to school, watch yourself. Like just, they are learning all the things that you're like, I've got to shield them from this. And I got to make sure that they're not doing that. I'm telling you, they are getting it from right. all, all sides. And right. the main thing I think to remember here, especially as they start to grow up age appropriately, right? You've got to decide what, what to be able to share with them and not overshare with them until it's time. But yeah. that you won't force their behavior. You won't right. force it. The only way to get them to like almost like, you know, the path you've made the mistakes or you've watched other people make them. You can only inspire good behavior. You can't force it. Hold on just a second. I'm not, I'm going to say that again. You can only inspire good behavior. Like you can only teach your, you know, you, you have to inspire your kids to do it. Like you give them enough, enough trust and love to be like, look, uh, our daughter doesn't sneak out because we just told her, turn on your locations. We'll help you sneak out the door and we'll make good decisions because <laughs> it's not as fun to be like, I'm sticking it to the man. My parents right. can just whatever because right. I'm going, like, you have to be able to inspire that you, you can do those things. I, I promise they're not going to make you happy. Right. If you, if you need to go mess it up, if you, if you have kids that you're like, my kids need to touch the stove, they just need to touch it. Like yep. I can tell I have two kids that I'm like, don't touch it. And they're like, yes, sir. No problem. They will, they will listen and they'll do it. Yes. And I have other kids that are like, it is hot. Let me see. Yep. Oh, totally. And knowing and, which which ones do you have and do you, you know, do you work on yourself enough to be able to parent those kids in a way that they can go, look, you are gonna mess it up. And when the light goes out, my only job, because when you turn 18, you're out of here, right? There's yeah. nothing I can do. Like I, you're gonna be able to do anything you want to. You want to download all the crap, you want to look at whatever, you can do anything you want to. It's true. Just when the light goes out, have I given you the tools to come back? That's actually what I just did a talk on recently. I, I think sometimes we try so hard to keep our kids from going off the path. Yeah. 
forgetting that that actually is the path to mess it up and figure it out. Like that's why we're here. And I think we forget that we try so hard that it has to just, there's only this path, you know, and it's like, no, the whole reason we're here is to like figure it out and we're going to mess it up and our kids are going to mess it up. But I mean, and that was my talk that I literally was like, our biggest job isn't from keeping them on the path. It's teaching them how to get back when they do mess it up because they're going to mess it up. Yes. Not fail. And I tell my kids that you're I'm like, to. you're going to mess it up. Right. And when you do come to us and we're going to help you fix it because yes. there's no, this is the other thing that, and maybe this is more cultural that I have a hard time Uh-oh. with, but Uh-oh. I tell my kids like, <laughs> there is no steps off the path that you can't come back from. I promise you that. And I want my sure. kids for that. I'm like, I don't even care what it is. I promise you there's nothing you could do that you couldn't fix and make your way back. Like that's already been done for us. Like we know that there's already a plan in place. Yes. Get us back home regardless of if we're perfect or if we mess it up. Well, I have to take mess it up, you know, I have to take my hat off to Mana Shop in this regard because with our girls, she has a special bond and she has made it a very important point in our home to be able to create talk time and have this, have this open and safe environment. Because as you think about it, like you may be sitting here listening, going, oh, you know what? There's, we all know there's things that we can do better, but there's nothing more important than your family unit because those those little peeps, they are, they are your responsibility, right? Like, you know, exactly the kind of mother you want to be today because your mother did things that were good and your mother did things that were terrible, right? Oh, good gosh. Or your parents, right? When I say that mom or dad, in my case, where I watch the mom where I watch Mata Shop and open this up, like we just took our girls to junior high. We took our twins and walked them through the junior high halls. And it was like, okay, here we go. We're going to learn all this stuff. We're, you probably just did this too. Is this you or yeah. is this next year? This is you? Yeah. yeah. So, and we have a running joke in our marriage because anytime something even mildly inappropriate comes up, she's like, where did you hear? Where did you learn that? Why? Yes. How did you? I'm like seventh grade. Seventh grade <laughs> taught me everything naughty in all my life. It's, it's sad, but true. And so we just said to these girls that we just said, listen, you're about to hear more swearing. Like, you know, those kids that on the playground that were swearing in elementary. Well, now it's everywhere. It, now yep. it's be everywhere. We went through a number of just some of the hot buttons and told them, so you're going you're gonna to see this. Like I got offered drugs for the first time when I was in, in junior high. So yeah. watch for that. I, I don't know what decision you've made yet, but I promise that's not going to be one that will make you happy, but right. you let me know because you're going to see it. Well, yep. they, feel, they feel completely trusted to be like, well, he didn't say I couldn't do it. He just said I wouldn't be happy. So when it comes up, I'm going to make this decision. Like this was my own idea. Worked right. out beautiful. Like two days in, three days in, we're sitting around the fire on the back porch and Presley's like, this guy came up and he drew a penis on the wall today. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's seventh grade. And this is my seventh grade who's 12, but who's really like nine. Yes. Right? And I have another Listen, sweet soul. Oh, totally. And I have another 12 year old who's 16 and oh. they're twins. They're six minutes yeah. apart. So, oh my gosh. So I'm just like alarm bells. I'm, and uh-huh. I, I, I didn't know what to say. So I was like, uh, how'd you know it was a penis? Because like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, wait, what is going on here? Can we, can we start from the beginning here? And just when I, and she's like, dad, I changed diapers. Right. Like, oh yeah. I babysat before. All right. Oh. All right. You're a little liar, but that's fine. Okay. I'll accept that for right now. Cause I don't know what to do. No, but just that they can come home and and tell you that. Yes. And it's not even, that wasn't even like anything that was a big deal. But the fact that they're like, 
they can joke about it. This is what happened. You said, we're going to see all the things we're two days in and this is what we're seeing. And I'm like, you're, you're going to see it all. You're going to hear it all. And I know it like I can protect you to a point, but I also have to let you navigate it too. And, right. and feel confident in how you navigate it. And when you need help navigating it, like come see me. And I even told them there's going to be things that you hear and see that are extremely uncomfortable but please come ask us if you have questions because I promise dad and I have better info than you're hearing in the hallways at junior high. Like and sure, the I might, they don't even know the real truth of what they're talking about. Exactly. Sure. And I might learn some things that we can try later on Mama Shopping. Maybe. <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> I do need a... Oh my goodness. Okay, I have so many thoughts on this. But first of all, I couldn't agree more that when you create a wonderful environment at home that and 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 the best environment that that I believe in that I've raised my family with is is in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with with the spirit in the home. And there is a tangible difference when when your kids come home and they can feel this love and there's a difference. Then they go off <laughs> into junior high and they hear seeing things and they see things. They need to be able to see that contrast to realize, okay, how do I feel looking at that <laughs> male body part on the board and people joking about it, you know? Don't say and, it. Don't say it. I know. I, I know. We, I'm still working. I have four. I have four boys, and I'm still working on saying the anatomically correct words. I'm like, okay. I'm like wiener and like nuts and berries. Like I just can't. I'm. I'm still just like. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. I tallywhacker. Like Brad's like, call it what it is. I'm like, I just can't. I maybe just because there's five of them all the time, and I just can't say the word. So it's a funny. We are. She's raising boys, so you have complete destruction, and we have all the drama. Oh, okay. totally. Okay, and okay, it, got it. And naked all the time. Like we had sure. to have a wiener aware talk where I'm like, you have to, you have to be wiener aware and 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 put them away and not like stand over me while I'm folding laundry. Okay, is this is this answer like is wiener aware gonna like? Can I buy a hoodie? Do we, are we gonna go out and get wiener aware? This is oh the my gosh. My editor is gonna be like, what were you talking about on your podcast? You're like, like listen, you are not. If, look, if you're editing this, just let it roll. Just let it fly. But honestly, because like boys it's just and they're just it, they shower together they bathe like it's just it doesn't matter like it is what it's just it is. awesome i get it yeah. but having <laughs> having back to the holy ghost having no a place where they they feel like they can come home and be like okay mom i need to talk to you about this or dad is huge for kids it is their safe space and they can feel a difference like wow this feels good and right and happy and i feel peaceful and content and joyful and when I was talking about that with my friends, ugh, it didn't feel that way. Or when I was looking at that picture, when I was, my friend was reading me this text, like, yeah, that actually didn't sit well with me. And those contrasts are necessary to know the good from the evil and, and to be able to decipher for themselves what feels right for me to be able to make the choices. Otherwise, when those choices would be presented, they'd be paralyzed with, I, I don't know. And my grandma told me. You are nailing this. Like, this is exactly recognizing the difference, right? Recognize yes. the spirit. Like if you learn something like from your podcast doing good, I mean, truly it to just have a small tagline to be like, recognize the spirit the second, anytime you can feel it so that they know because yeah. the world shouts and it's so noisy and it's so loud that it is. you can show them the difference of going, does it feel different to be in our home than it does to be out where the world is saying all these things? Exactly. Why is that? Do you think? And which one feels better? Where does it come from? And right. help them establish the pillars of their testimony right while while we're working on them and we actually go ahead go ahead Bridget well I was just gonna say 
in this fast-paced world that we all live in, right? Especially as moms, we're busy, we're eating in the car, we're running around with our heads cut off, we're going to bed at the end of the day just like with nothing left, right? We're getting yes. all and no mom ever regrets pouring into their kids, right? At right. Any time, attention, you never regret that. But I think it is up to us too to, yes, have the sanctuary that is our home for them to have the safe place, but also it's up to us to slow it down and slow the life down for them because they will yeah. be as busy as we let them be. And myself included, I say yes to everything. I take on more than I should, yep. but having the boundaries of being like, okay, this is too much. Sure. And missing the point of life when we're so busy, we're not having intentional time together. Like, so for us on Tuesday nights, I don't care if you have sports. I don't care if you have an orchestra concert. Tuesday nights is non-negotiable. That is our family night that we have together. And also eating dinner together as a family. And I don't care if it's cereal at nine o'clock at night for 10 minutes. Like those are non-negotiables for us, but that is where my kids open up and they talk and they know how important that time is as a family and it reconnects us. No and phones, also, no distractions. Yeah, nothing. But it slows us down. And my kids even will say things like, oh, I needed that. Like we went up the canyon last week and did it. And they were just like, oh, I needed that. Like, And they all they, have the world calling them, right? They all have yeah. the like friends. Oh, come on, my 16-year-old, my seven, come and hang out with us. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got the neighbor girls that we're supposed to go make cookies with. It's going to be fun. And all of a sudden, we just pulled the plug on them. We went I up, love it. We went up and sat around the fire and listened to the river roar and put on some music and hung out together. And everyone was like, renewed. And they rely on us for that. Yes. And, and isn't it amazing? There's no fighting. Every time we go on a hike or we, we, were, we just drove back from St. George and we stopped in Cove Fort on the way home and we were looking at the awesome fort and the pioneer rooms and, and everything and zero fighting. Anytime we are outside or in nature or disconnected to any kind of technology, it's amazing. The second we get back in the car, I had the blue controller. I had the red one, you idiot. And they're fighting over the games and whatever. And I'm like... It's just amazing when you take the time to reconnect and turn everything off as a family. Those are such strengthening moments for kids. And it, it really it is, it, they really can recognize the difference of, oh, I love my family. I love my parents. I love my siblings and feel the spirit there too. And my grandma always said, she's like, you can say whatever you want to kids. You can tell them what to do and what not to do as much as you want. And they won't hear anything you say, but they will do what you do. So if you want to see them Dressing modestly, you dress modestly. If you want it, if you want them to read their scriptures, have them watch you read yours. If you want them to talk kindly to each other, talk kindly to them and to your spouse and to other people. She's like, they they will do what you do more than they'll do what you say. And 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 not all the time, but they're gonna watch you so closely. And that's the biggest example you can have on them is just well, remembering your kids are gonna be 30 someday. Right. Yeah. Your kids will be 30. They'll know that they'll know you're not perfect if you have kids in that right. age. They'll yes. be 30 someday and they will remember and they will they will teach their own kids and create their own traditions based on how the things that you did that were good and the things that you know you could be better at. And as you For listen sure. to this, even right now, this is where Madashapan almost leads the family in these important moments. Like she's like, We are going up to we're going up the canyon. We are taking we're time out. So if you hear this. This is about do. Like we have all the greatest intentions of the world. You'll never be sad that you went and worked out, right? It's true. Only 
it's only tough to get there. So yeah. pack the kids, go out and set it up. It doesn't matter if you do hot dogs or pizza or none of it has anything to do with anything other than the actual action of getting it done. Get your family together. They are your responsibility. It's true. And so modest shopping, how, how do you do that with this wonderful thriving business? How, how do you balance that? It's like the age old question, balancing the family. balance. Okay. You ready? Well, I laugh because I'm like, there's actually no such thing as balance. It's like, true. I tried for so many years to figure it out and be like, why can't I figure this thing out? And I'm like, you know what? There, it's because it doesn't exist. It really does. I think yeah. each family individually and personally has to figure out what works for them because, and I'll use the word balance, but I know for me, I have non-negotiables where I'm like, I am thriving in my life if I do these things and I have this time with my family and I have yeah. family dinners and I have our Tuesday night family night. I love that. Some of those stuff start to go out the window for me. I crumble. I start falling apart and I'm like, okay, I got to go back to the four legs on my table, which fell out from under me. And then be like, okay, we missed family night because we had this, this, or this, or something came up, you know? And so for me, I have the non-negotiables and it is hard to balance. And there are times absolutely that I'm getting my work done at 2 a.m. instead of in the afternoon. But that really is part of me being a mom and running a company. And it's new every week for me. Like I have to navigate it and be like, There's, these are the things we have these week, this week. These are the things I can't miss as a mom. In fact, I actually got asked to speak at this event and Jace is like, okay, well, you're going to miss, just go this weekend and you're going to hear us dance. And I'm like, not a chance. Like for me, there are things that it's like, what are your priorities? And when my kids and my family are first, yeah. Every- else has to be able to fit into the other slots. And when it doesn't, then that's where I'm like, you know what? I can't make it work. I'm so sorry. And sometimes that's really hard because sometimes it's things that are like, both things are good. I'm not choosing between good and bad. Where, yeah. And, and some things would maybe be greater, you know, for your business, but not as great for your family or, or, or some things you're like, but if my business is thriving, then my family would thrive too. So that's a really hard, that is a really hard balance to do. But it sounds like I love your idea of of family night Tuesday night and it, and it's and it's your night it's the night that you made that works for your family and the non-negotiable family dinner I'm the same and so sometimes we eat dinner at 4:30 because it's before everyone's activities sometimes we have dinner at eight o'clock and it's after and I I do I do the same thing I make dinner every single night and we have dinner together every night no matter what and sometimes we have missed things and I'm like because this is the more important and we need to connect as a family well, your kids will remember that they will yeah. absolutely remember it and I know that culturally that they say oh well Monday we set aside for family night listen if Monday doesn't work for you it don't matter what is said yeah any so night you make yes. it work for you right like you'll know that Jesus is there and endorsing what you're doing when you're making it work for your life, you are not to just be in the blanket of, oh, well, they said this, so it has to be this, and there's no way we can. No, look, make your life work. You are in charge of your household, you. Yep. Well, I think, like Jay said before, the world is loud, and the world wants us to believe that all these other outside things are more important. And yes. are they fun, and are they good, and do I love my kids in sports and activities because they learn so much from it? Absolutely. And I think that there's a way that they really can do both without giving up their family time and what matters most. And sometimes you do have to put boundaries in place because there are certain programs where it's just like, it's all or nothing. And I'm like, well, I guess nothing because we family time for me is non-negotiable. And I also see it like 
we have done it the other way. And that's the thing I've learned from my mistakes. We're absolutely not perfect, but I've seen the light go out in my kids because they're so exhausted. They're so worn out and they're doing nothing. And I'm helping them do nothing to fill their buckets back up to make sure that they're heard and they're loved. And that even that they're sitting down and eating a meal without rushing off to like, I got to go to PE or I got to go to tennis or I got to go to karate, you know? And so it's just like, I do think as parents, especially now, it is definitely our job to help our kids navigate in the loudness of the world. And it's okay that they do that, but also to be like, this is non-negotiable. You've got to have this time to fill your bucket back up. And I almost think they're like grateful. They can almost blame it on us. Like when they have to say no, like, oh, my mom says we have to, but then they're glad where they're like, I actually didn't want to go, but they don't want to say no. And so I don't know. I just feel like it's been really good for us. And I know it's different for everyone and whatever night night or how they feel, fill their buckets back up. But well, this goes back to great grandma Rasmussen. I mean, she she got it right. They will do. Was it really Rasmussen? Am I getting that right? Who knows? Yeah, Bingham. But yep, all right, yep. All right, all right. Yep. But great grandma who just said they'll they'll do what you do, and yep. none is never is that more true as they have to spread their wings and stand on their own two feet. They're like, listen, the, you can see how much it impacted you, and it's why yes. you've chosen a life a life of light, and you do so much good in the world, Carmen. I take my hat off to you as well as we. Oh, I, that's sweet of you, Jason this podcast and looking at what all the good that you do do, um, it was very easy to see that you literally had the world at your fingertips and you made choices that have led you here. And it's commendable. It really is, especially in that world. Oh, thank you. You know what? That's sweet of you to say. And it, and it is hard. And, and, and I'd be lying if I said there weren't times when I've looked at you know, people that I was really good friends with that have made it, quote unquote, and, ha- and are super famous and making a ton of money right now. And I'm at home making cookies, you know, at night. And it gets me emotional talking about it. it. Have they made it though? I mean, did they? And that's that's the thing that I have realized is that for me, when I think about what is most important in my life, it is having a loving family that, that, that I care about and would do anything for, that we spend time together, that they know that Jesus Christ loves them and that, I mean, those are the most important things. And, and, and I do have that. And, and that is something that I've realized in my life is that I, I have made it. I have a wonderful husband, wonderful kids who I love watching them grow and, and look at their faces eating dinner every night. I mean, that, that, that really truly is making it. And, and that is what is important to me. And, and I, I honestly, like Bridget, I feel like more and more almost that I guess we're the old fashioned ones or, or, or it's rare. And I don't doubt that everyone loves their children and wants what's best for them. But I think that I, the mentality of they're like, well, we don't go on family vacations anymore because we have cheer. And if we miss, then we're off the team. And we don't, we don't do this anymore as a family because my son is on club soccer. And if we miss that, he's off. And I'm like, how these people are just, they do, they, they're controlling your lives and you're missing your life. Right. And your coaches are raising your kids instead of you and, and they're getting influence from them. And, and yes, coaches can be wonderful. And it can be a great experience. But my son was actually cut from his club soccer team this last year. He, they split it into two and, and, and he made the B team. So he still made the club, but, but he was cut from the A team and it was devastating for him and more devastating for me probably as a mom. But we decided to go back to rec soccer and, and their competitive double triple A team, whatever. And he had his first little scrimmage last night and they lost, but they played awesome. But he was so happy after the game, like genuinely happy. And, and that stress and pressure of, 
I'm not going to do well. And what if I'm was gone? And I'm like, this is a kid that's doing it because he loves it and not because he feels this pressure. And I'm like, why can't we have more of that of still play sports, still do what you love, but the pressure of elite, elite, elite and better, better, better. And you have to do this or you'll never play in high school and you're never playing in college. It's like this heavy weight that I feel all the time. Am I doing enough? Am I, am I setting them up or am I, are they going to fail because I'm not doing this? And that balance of, but what is most important? I'm constantly leveling out in my mind. I love that you say that because I do think a thousand percent the world is tricking us right now. And I think a lot of it is working because when we are so busy and things are so loud, it's really, really hard to feel the spirit. Yeah. To keep doing the things that are important. And I love how much you talked about, like, I really have made it and I have my kids and my family in the way that you're living versus what you see, maybe some of the other people that were on American Idol doing. Yeah. Because we actually just kind of podcasted about this, but the world shames ordinary because everything these days has to be extraordinary. Yes. And the truth is it's the True. ordinary moments and the simple things that actually comprise most our of life. your life. Oh, that's great. true. And also the fact that like when things get hard or there are trials or things like that cut you so deep, you don't feel like you can come back from the things that we want. It's never the extraordinary things. It's always the ordinary moments that we want back. The simple things like, oh my gosh, I wish that I would find their dirty clothes on the floor. I wish that I'm walking the door being loud and banging on the piano. I wish I had to tell them to put their tallywhacker away. All the things (laughs) feel like, no, but the thing here too, like don't miss these beautiful moments of when your kid loses. Yes. The moment to put your arm around them and let them cry. And these are, these are core memories. These are where you will teach them to become who they actually can become because it's not about even them in this moment. You are affecting the people that they will teach down the line. They're like, I got a story for you. And I'm going to tell you what happened. My mom came and she put her arm around me after I thought, this was it. If I don't make this team, I'm done. Yes. And in reality, you were never going to be a star soccer player to make a living at it. And even if you do the lifespans, what, five years, eight years, and you're done, you're hurt and it's over. Right. Like, let me teach you what, what's, what's going to go the distance in your life. What's actually yep. going to matter? Because every time we look at making big family life decisions, we ask ourselves one question. And I... I think we will leave this with you. It's at what cost? At what cost are you going to go do whatever you're out to go do? Because everything has a cost. Everything. Yes. And it's, you guys have shown that even in your, in your awesome company with Modest Shopping, even to make that really difficult decision to close your brick and mortar stores and, and move online. And, and you were crying every day and you were having such a hard time and you're like, okay, this, this really isn't, this isn't worth it. And yet you were still able to to do what you love and make a difference and, and, and provide like beautiful clothing for women to wear and feel good about themselves because you were able to stay close to the spirit and figure out what, what am I supposed to do? What's the best thing for our family and family above all else. And I just am cheering you on and rooting for you so much just that I do, I just I love I love supporting people that that are like this isn't my number one thing it's my family and and that still have those values and are out actively talking about and promoting that and are not ashamed 
to be who they are. And I just, I wish you all the best. And I'm so happy to know you and to talk. I want to like go out to lunch with you guys, with Casey and Shannon, my brother and sister-in-law. That would be fantastic. Carmen, I feel we- like we could talk so long. I, I feel like I could talk to you for another hour about all the things. Oh, for sure. And we, I, I was just, we don't ever do this normally when we guest on here, but if you don't mind, we'd love to give your listeners something. Just this conversation has been amazing. If oh, want, I love that. We can do, we'd like to give everybody who, if you've never tried Bridges clothes, I tell you what, she's a full blown fabric snob. I wish you could see her <laughs> face right now, but I'm telling you if it's scratchy, she don't put it on. Like there, there's a whole wrinkle free line. There's, there's more formal wear, everything for church, awesome. leisure wear, travel, if you use the code, I'm going to put in what? Carmen 10. We're going to give awesome. you 10 bucks, 10 bucks, same as cash. Just find something that you like. If you're, if you're like, mm, I'm not, what is this sexy modest thing? Maybe I'll try it. Well, I think it's just nice to be able to go to a site and not be like, okay, I have to layer or have a tank top or a sweater. Like yes. all throw on and go. Yes. For modesty. And it, it's just kind of refreshing because I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the mall. Like, I love this, but like, ugh, I don't want one more layer and I don't no. want to the matching tank or a cardigan or all the things. That's so. it. We're going to do it. Carmen 10 for $10 off at sexymodest.com. Anything your heart desires, it's all yours. And I'm going to go to lunch. Let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do it. I love it. I love that you guys are out there spreading so much goodness and that you are just promoting good old fashioned family values. So if anything, go there and support this company for the amazing people behind it because we love supporting incredible people like you. So thank you for coming on my podcast and for all the good you're doing. Thanks so much for, Thanks having, for having us. I am Carmen Herbert and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code doing good, all one word at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com. See you soon.